I don't know what's real. I don't know what's not real. Limited Capacity is a collection of six darkly amusing stories about the mysterious ways we interact with the internet and with each other. There's something going on with him. It's like an act. I don't trust him. What? You're staring at me like I should say something, but I don't really know what to do here. That's the whole name of the game. Don't talk about how the town isn't real. Do you understand? Limited Capacity. Available now on CBC Listen or wherever you get your podcasts. This is a CBC Podcast. Over the weekend, there were 37 fines issued in the Halifax area. That's outrageous. I want to thank everyone for following protocols, but there are still groups of people who aren't. I have a serious question. What is wrong with you? That's outrageous. What is wrong with you? We need to stay in the place as long as long as long You can go to YouTube right now and watch this episode on YouTube where you can see not only just here, but see our premier, uh, premier Rankin, uh, wrapping his sweet little heart out. Uh, that's outrageous. And, uh, that was put together by, uh, our friend, Richard McNeil, AKA meme Lord, Rick 69420. He told me not to call him that. Uh, but I just did. Uh, uh, I, think I, he, I think I still. I think I still might owe him um, a bottle of scotch. Yeah, yeah. What? Well, perhaps uh, Richard. Oh, is, a decade ago. Richard's uh, old old friend, uh, and uh, was a part of the uh, the now the now disbanded um, uh, Dub Cartel, uh, Halifax, uh, famous Halifax uh, uh, reggae band. And a uh, good friend of ours. So Rich, uh, uh, good job on that. That's a, that was a, that's a fucking, it slaps. That was a that's bang. Outrageous. That was great. <laughs> yeah. 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 What's wrong and it was great you? to hear, uh, great to hear, great to hear, uh, our, our premier just dab all over mm-hmm. these turkeys and dabbing um, on these muffs. And he was just, he was just fucking dabbing on those muffs. And, and, and I didn't watch the press conference, but, uh, Kyla was telling me about it. And that that some of the media asked, like, wh- if he was too harsh. You know what, man? <laughs> and I, I, like, I and I was I, like, yeah, what kind of a question is that? I, yeah, that's kind of dumb. I mean, it, look, not to like, not to harp on our fucking premier, um, but uh, uh, God, Ian Rankin, like, just dead behind the eyes, eh? Like, no emotion at all. It was nice to see him rap and have some emotion there. But, but the thing that, the thing, the thing, I, I like him. I, I gotta say this. I like him. Uh, he I, you needs, know, I, he needs, scri- he needs reading. Um, yeah. like, uh, he, he needs he just, to, he needs to, to, to really work on his, on his, uh, speaking skills. He just needs me you know, or Rick 69, 420 to be, to give him some, give him some fucking, uh, pointers. Um, uh, but I'm glad I, but I, though that he, that he uh got elected though um 
not for his uh, ability to read to to present uh, orally, but because he <laughs> he's a good man for the job. I think. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, uh, but I, yeah. I was going to say, I, I do it's good oral. You know, Steve, Steve McNeil, our previous <laughs> premier, um, he was harsh, dude. He was he he was like he was like a, he was like everyone's fucking harsh dad coming down. Everyone now now state, we got state, now we got state, Uncle state, Uncle Rankin coming down us now. You know. Um, so mm-hmm. thanks for that, Richard. I mean, that what really, is really, really harsh fun. though? Like, like, if you, you know, stay the blazes home and what is wrong with you? Like, those are the two harshest that, yeah. things that, that people feel like uh, politicians can say. Like, Oof. I don't know. It's kind of crazy. Yeah. Can you, can well, you imagine? Stay the blaze. Oh, stay the blazes home is just more folksy. So I feel like it might not have seemed as harsh when it was yeah. in fact harsh. You know, it would have been really <laughs> funny if Ian came out and was like, what the fuck's wrong with y'all? You know, like that would have been, that would have been <laughs> yeah. great. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. You know, it's uh, we, it's, it's uh, a bit of a, bit of a bummer day. Um, they announced there were two deaths here in Nova Scotia. Um, and again, like, you know, uh, I know that there's far more greater numbers of deaths happening all around the world, but, um, but it's, 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 it's all in, in you know, amount of perspective and it, that's, that was kind of a, it was kind of hard hitting here in this small community. So um, our, our condolences go, go out to the families that, that have been affected by that. Um, but I don't want to dwell on that. It is feel good Friday. I want to pump you folks and especially you three full yeah, of feel goods. And I got some feel goods coming at you. Um, feel this first thing that is coming out of the mm-hmm. New York times by Natalie Kit, Kit, Kitty off, Kit or Kitty Earth, Kit Earth, Kit Earth. Um, yeah, uh, yeah, I, I got it in there somewhere. Uh, they, she put together this article that was titled Lucha Libre Yoga Dancing. Welcome to Mexico City's vaccination sites. This is so much fun. This is an entire article that also came uh, along with some very beautiful photos, uh, about vaccination sites in Mexico City that are attempting to make the, the space of the vaccination sites more appealing, uplifting, and friendly for the seniors of Mexico City. Because there's been, you know, we've talked about vaccine hesitancy and people being scared about the vaccines. There's been a lot of, a lot of, uh, a lot of the older folks in Mexico uh, apparently have been very afraid to show up to get their vaccines uh, for, you know, a, a whole myriad of reasons. Um, one of those reasons being the fact that, you know, they're afraid that they're, they're going to, I think I, I read in the article that they were fearing getting vaccines that were just full of air. Can you imagine how scary that would be? Like your grandfather, oh. or your grandmother's being afraid of getting air pumped into them. So I so wonder what, where that originates from. I know. Yeah. Right. It, I, I have no idea where, where that's coming from. I mean, I know that isn't there, I, I, isn't there like fear that, uh, if you get so like if you're getting a needle and look as I'm just kind of I'm just maybe making this up a little bit, yeah. but uh, I can tell isn't there going. fear that like if you're getting an injection and there's like an air pocket or air bubble in an injection that you're getting that it can be really dangerous? Like it, it can cause I don't I, look, I don't know. Guys, work with me here a little bit. Do you have uh, you ever I, heard this, this thing def- where if there's like an air bubble in I, I, like I think I think that's more rare than the blood caught from a from a J and J vaccine. I, I think the term you're looking for, Brian and and Louise, don't even worry about it. I got this one. Uh, is you are <laughs> you are thinking of uh, the bends, which is uh, getting air 
air bubbles in your bloodstream. Guaranteed, that's exactly what it is. And, uh, and it's a big problem for divers and a big problem for people who are getting vaccines. So it, it is, I totally get why these seniors are scared to death, which is why I'm so glad that the city of Mexico has decided to include dancing, yoga, live performances, and the chance to uh, watch large, bare-chested Lucha Libre wrestlers do the limbo all yes. at these vaccination sites. The no. photos, guys, are fucking, uh, they're fucking amazing. But uh, the article goes on to say, the goal is to make the process as appealing as possible, said a woman leading a singing and dancing performance for people waiting for a shot at a military parade ground in Mexico City on a recent Wednesday. Quote, we quickly realized that with, uh, that with the strategy we had in place, we couldn't attend to seniors with the level of service they deserved said Eduardo Clark, who helps coordinate the city's vaccination program. At first, the capital was vaccinating people in dozens of schools and clinics around the city. Without senior officials in charge of those sites, the scenes often became quite chaotic. The elderly were waiting for five hours to get shots in the hot sun on the sides of busy streets, Mr. Clark said. So the government consolidated all vaccinations into several big sites and soon, the people running them started competing to see who could make the experience more memorable. You want to see some of the photos from this? Uh, it's, absolutely. Yes. It is. It's so fucking good. Um, so we've see, got see, see. see, Senorita. Uh, so we've got We've got you know. You can see people in the background playing guitar. We've got um, we've got a we've got wrestlers doing the limbo. Um, Dude, I love how the wrestlers are wearing are wearing wrestling masks and. And yeah, PPE masks I know. underneath it's, their masks. So <laughs> yeah. uh, there's there's a guy juggling a ball for a bunch of seniors in the background there. Uh, he's juggling oh. a ball with his feet. Again, folks, if you want to see cool. these photos, uh, go over to YouTube and check it out if you're just listening. Um, we've got a photo here of just a bunch of seniors moving their bodies with their arms in the air, uh, which is kind of kind of sweet. They got them moving. They got them fucking grooving. This guy is oh getting God. reamed out by a, a, a wrestler as he gets his shot. And the crazy thing I read, I read through the article <laughs> a little further. Uh, unfortunately, what happened after this was the old man got so excited. He jumped out of his wheelchair. The wrestler suplexed him, uh, no. shattered his hip no. to bits. And, um, no. and it, he didn't make it. But got to say, they're doing that's their okay. best out there. They're doing their best to make them have... And then uh, DDT'd him to death? That's Yeah, that's right. Uh, <laughs> hey, guys, he uh, I so I, I did a thank thank God uh, for Google because I did a quick search to uh, figure out that thing about air bubbles in uh, subcutaneous injections. Great. And mm. uh, somebody on Reddit said, air bubbles are only really dangerous if injected directly into a blood vessel. For subcutaneous injections like insulin, the small amount of air that could possibly fill the syringe would just be absorbed by the body. I'm a nurse and I frequently give subcutaneous injections. Though uh, the concern with air and IV lines is air or, or an air, is an air or gas embolism. According to Wikipedia, injecting 100 milliliters of air at rates of 100 milliliters per second or greater into the, the venous system has yeah. proven to be fatal. So yeah. that's why that uh, then yeah, that's why there may be concern for having air put into the body. But subcutaneous right. injections, not really much of a concern. No, no, we are not concerned about that. And go get your vaccine as soon as you can. 
regardless of what the vaccine is. Uh, just just fucking go do it. Uh, you know what's exactly. interesting about that about that about that whole setup there of the vaccine sites is like as wonderful as it is that they've got these fun things going on and it's like yeah. it's really fun. Um, Dude, fuck yeah! Are you kidding me? I would love. I would love if they yeah, were doing yeah, that yeah, shit yeah, here. Yeah. That sounds awesome. It's fa- it's it's fantastic. <laughs> but then at the same time, like, what does it say about just like the human species in general that it's like, hey, there's this like life saving <laughs> thing that should that like kind of needs to happen in order for like the world to get back to what it's doing, and the scientific and societal consensus is that we need to do this, and it's like there's a fear around it and to quell the fear they're like well, but, but what if we get some wrestlers like if well, we get some wrestlers like would that make you less yeah. scared so to that, of the air yeah to that point about about us as like these curious little creatures that are just walking around on this tiny rock and how how weird and uh and interesting we are just wait until you get to uh this week's segment of what the health because uh, we we're gonna we're gonna get into some weird shit, uh, uh, and I can't wait for it. Um, uh, Mr. Clark, uh, he went on to insist that the city was not trying to make its vaccination campaign go viral. No pun intended. Uh, quote: I would not say it about it. I, I would not say it's about publicity. He said, but when Mexican social media started being flooded with videos of older people dancing after getting their shot, quote: It made me really proud. He said, I it almost made me cry. Uh, Maria Silvia, uh, who had just gotten her second AstraZeneca shot, danced with five colorfully masked Lucha Libre wrestlers named Gravity, Bandito, Guerrero Olimpico, Hijo de Parita Morgan, and Ciclone Ramirez Jr. How did I do, Lauren? Uh, muy bien. Thank you very much. <laughs> uh, uh, quote, just because I'm a- from Texas, I speak Spanish. By proximity, by proximity, <laughs> familiarity by proximity. Quote, it's, uh, it's a little bit of joy, Miss Sylvia shouted over the live band playing a few feet away, nodding to the beat. Quote, it reanimates what you have inside. How fucking sweet is that, eh? Um, with the pandemic closing wrestling arenas, this is really funny, with the cl- pandemic closing wrestling arenas, and wrestling is huge down there. Uh, the mm. government has put the Lucha Libre fighters to creative use, enlisting them to enforce mask wearing by pretending to accost people. And now this. Can you imagine <laughs> walking down the street without a mask yes. on and a bunch of Lucha Libres running up to you and just giving you shit for not wearing your mask? It I should have I have a Tim Robinson sketch. Mm. Yeah, totally. Yeah, guys, I know that I know that we are uh, you know, technically journalists, so we have to ask the hard-hitting <laughs> questions and uh, I just feel like it has to be asked. Um, do you think that there's an increased risk of spreading COVID with those uh uh lucha libres running around in packs together? I mean, have you seen those masks? Those masks are pretty uh pretty fucking bang on. I should be wearing my Lucha, Lucha Libre mask. Um, <laughs> I don't know why I haven't worn it out yet. I have a fucking great one in the closet here. I should, I should have been wearing it since. Does it cover one. your mouth and nose? It probably doesn't, right? You can wear, no, it doesn't. It, a, it, it doesn't at all. Like but it does cover mask. it. It does cover my identity, right? And that's what yes. <laughs> it protect it protects your features. Um, uh, for those of you tuning in on YouTube, there's a, obviously a massive delay here uh, with with uh, us shooting from home now. Uh, so it is, it might be a little awkward, but hey, don't worry. The entire planet is awkward right now. So we're all I'll, getting, I'll fix this. it in post. 
<laughs> yeah, okay, great. Uh, but yeah. how sweet is that? Like, can you imagine, uh, you know, I know over in Dartmouth, um, every, every season, like they have that, they have that fair that comes to town and it's like the sketchiest fucking fair yet it for, you know, it's also the best time ever. I would love, like, it would be great <laughs> if they just set up a little fan, like a little fair to get your shot and then hop on a fucking, uh, you know, cyclone or something, get you queasy. Guys, I, I think we're it's such chimps. We're such chimps. We're just like looking for cheap entertainment. Like, yeah, dude, yeah. scratch my armpits, drag my knuckles, like show me a couple backflips and like let me in, and poke me in the arm with a vaccine while you're at it. Like yeah. that's, I just that's feel so it. silly. That is it. Yeah, it is pretty silly. Eh? I do love it. That's I guess. the biggest, it. The, the biggest well, we haven't oversight had any, of this like, entire. Oh, great. Yeah, great. Guys. <laughs> keep talking over, keep, keep doing that. This is great content. <laughs> uh, the the biggest oversight of the entire vaccine rollout was actually that they just didn't include an entertainment component to the uh, logistical rollout. I was just going to say, it's been so long since we've had like live entertainment that like, I don't know. And at this point I would let a dozen of those guys punch me in the face. It would be the most exciting thing that's happened to me since last March, you know? Hell like, yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. I agree. I agree. T- like I, have you ever been suplexed? Has anyone ever been uh, power bombed or anything like that? I, it's it's fucking fun if it's on, if it's on the right surface. Otherwise, right. Otherwise, you're asking for um, CTE. Hi, I'm Jesse Crookshank. Jesse Crookshank. I host the number one comedy podcast called Phone a Friend. Girl, let's phone a friend. Not only do I break down the biggest stories in pop culture with guests like Dan Levy and members of InSync, I do it with my own personal boy band singing jingles throughout because it's my show. It's your show, girl. New episodes of Phone a Friend. Yeah. Drop Thursdays wherever you get your podcasts. So work it, girl. Yeah, work it. Okay, that's enough. Um, uh, shall we move on? <laughs> Let's do it, daddy. Uh, so this is, uh, I got another fun little article here. So it, we, we've talked at length on the show about interesting things we would like to do with ourselves, with our bodies when we die. Um, I, uh, I, this article has come in and it's, it's something. So, you know, I, I don't think it's any surprise that I'm, I'm covered in tattoos. People will see it if they ever watch the show. I just recently got my entire back done with this super gnarly uh, UFO scene. My entire back from top to bottom. Show it. Um, yeah, you know what? Uh, insert a photo uh, right here, Bri. There we go. So there you could see that. And then, um, uh, uh, so when this article came by my, uh, when, I think, Bri, you put it in Slack earlier today. Um, I thought this was the fucking raddest thing ever. From Basil. Yeah, so our friend Basil sent this to us. Um, This is from the BBC. Uh, This gentleman, Chris Wenzel, uh, he was a, he, his lifelong love affair with tattooing began when he was just nine years old, when his aunt asked him to design her a tattoo. One that he ended up partly inking on her skin himself. By the time he was a teenager, both of his arms were completely covered in tattoos. As an adult, he was a respected tattoo artist who owned Electric Underground Tattoos Incorporated 
an audio uh, a studio in Saskatoon, Canada. So this guy's whole life is just like all about tattoos, right? He owns a tattoo studio out in Saskatchewan. He is covered in tattoos. Um, quote, he loved seeing the ink on people's skin, fell in love with it, says his wife, Cheryl, who now runs the tattoo studio with a business partner. Because Chris died in October of, I believe, 2017 of heart failure. So he was struggling for years with ulcerative colitis. Um, and this led to uh, a number of complications. And Chris uh, died when he was 41 years old. But before he died, he had a very interesting request. He wanted to have his tattoos preserved. I've never heard of this before until reading this article. So uh, Miss Wenzel, his wife, says her husband had always been fascinated by preserved bodies and by other similar artifacts that they had come across on museum visits. Then Chris Wenzel discovered a company called Save My Ink Forever, a family-run business based out of Cleveland, Ohio. He told his wife, quote, why would I want to have all these hours of tattoo work put into my body for me to be buried with them? So the company, all right, they, they have come into this process. Can you? Of, yeah, dude. Okay. So, so the no. company, oh, yeah, the company owned by Michael and Kyle Sherwood worked Whoa. with funeral homes. They work with funeral homes in the U S the UK and Canada to preserve the tattoos of people who have died as a memorial for their loved ones. The father and son, who are also both embalmers and funeral directors, launched the company just over two years ago. Now, this article came out in 2019, so this was a little while back. The idea came uh, from what Kyle Sherwood described as a semi-serious conversation that he had with his father, uh, that his father, sorry, had with a friend about preserving tattoos. So the Sherwoods looked at two trends. They were, they're an estimated 45 million Americans inked. And, and tattoos are growing in popularity. I think we can all attest to that. We see it every day. There's more face tattoos now, you know, than, than there ever has been before. They're creeping um, up. <laughs> and meanwhile, there's also, there's also this shift towards people wanting to have more unique sort of customized funerals and, and memorials, right? So they decide to develop a technique that allows for the long-term preservation of excised skin art. Quote, being embalmers, we were at least familiar with the concept of preserving tissue, says Kyle Sherwood. Quote, but with the embalming, that process isn't permanent as much as we'd like it to be. So we started doing some research and blended a few techniques together. It was trial and error. It took them two Whoa. years to develop their specific technique. <laughs> what so do you mean trial and error? What are they try fuck. Who are they trying it on? <laughs> Dude, I know. I know. That's what I was thinking. So like they must let them. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, and how's that like, allowed? Donors, <laughs> I, my guess is, I, again, this is purely speculation because I couldn't, I couldn't find out how what the process was for them to figure this out. But it, uh, my guess is that they, since they're both embalmers and, and and funeral home directors, they were having people come in with obviously with tattoos, and so maybe they would ask the family, like, can we, can we try could be Jane to, Doe's or John Doe's? Could be that too. Yeah, and yeah. and essentially like trying to preserve these tattoos in the, in the way that they do it. Um, but it took them two years to fucking figure it out. Go, Bri. But imagine, so it, that like trial and error, which sort of means essentially that they definitely made some errors. So imagine oh, what for sure. the errors yeah. look like 
when you're trying to skin a person and preserve their tattoos. This is like that's this is what like it nightmares probably are wasn't made the of. skinning part. It probably wasn't the skinning part. The 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 they it was probably just the the preserving where they tried to preserve Ooh. it. Mm-hmm. I'm sure skinning somebody is probably not I, that I mean, hard. If you're in that, if you're in that trade, it's probably pretty straightforward. It's yeah, it, right, Taylor. Taylor, you know, all, you know preser- all about it. I mean, <laughs> you're, you're a yeah, psychopath. Yeah, yeah. Like how many? Yeah, how yeah. many? Where 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 all the bodies you've skinned? I wa- I watched all <laughs> eight seasons of Dexter. Yeah, yeah, you know it's you know it's, it's all so. About. But it's probably it's probably in the preservation that they're trying to preserve yeah. it, and then they just obviously like it. I don't know. The skin went bad. What yeah. guys? What what part of the body do you think would be the worst part well, to preserve? Like the the scariest part to preserve? Scrotum. Like like <laughs> scrotum tattoos? The throat. I'm, the throat. I'm imagining a. F- I would say the, the throat. The throat. Tattoo. The face. Like a face yeah. tattoo. It's like tr- It's like proper leather face stuff. That would be yeah. The the face. If you had a right? full yeah. If you had a full face tattoo and you wanted that preserved, that that would be. Intense, yeah. Um, well, that would be so crazy. It would be. It would be wild. Yeah. Um, Could be like one of those death masks too. Like you know how they used ooh. to cast people's faces in the 1800s when they were super obsessed with death. It could be yeah. like the next step up to that. Oh. That's sick. That's what I want. I'm gonna book some face tattoos and then call those guys. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yes. So the process, yeah, how it that. works, uh, how it works at the request of the family, the funeral home will surgically remove the tattoo, a simple process, says the Sherwood, so it's pretty pretty easy, uh, and then send it to a lab for preservation before it's mounted and framed behind UV protective glass. <laughs> the entire process takes about three months. Okay? Uh, uh, quote, when my husband passed away, half of me passed away with him, she says. Quote, I didn't know what to do. I just knew he wanted this preservation done. I had to set aside my emotion and get this part done. Oh, God love her. Uh, most tattoos the company handles are on a smaller scale. So this is kind of important. I think they were probably, you know, testing this out on, you know, like little, you know, a wrist tattoo or something small, right? Um, that's what they mostly do. But they're doing like these individual pieces that measure a few inches across. Um, guys, guys, I got to say, this is actually fucked. The more I think about it, the more fucked it is. Because like, look, I I have like six or seven tattoos and I like them, but I can't imagine that anybody else really wants them after I die. Like if you're preserving your tattoos, who are you preserving them for? And are there like, are, do these people in their lives like actually love their tattoos that much that they want a skin, like that they want them saved like that? Is well, that crazy? I mean, it's, it's, so this is really interesting. They, in the article, they go on to talk about how there's like there's there's several different reactions that people have to this idea, right? There's the people who are just like, "This is fucked, absolutely no way." There's the people, and 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 they're talking about like people with tattoos, people who like ha- like love tattoos. Then there's the group of folks who are like on the fence about it, and then there's the the folks that are that think it's a great idea. In the case of Miss Wenzel. And and her late husband, um, getting a little ahead of myself here, but she she ended up. I'm going to show. I have the photo of what they preserved on on her husband from her husband. Um, I hope it's a serious like piece. I think it looks like it's a serious piece. So here it is. Um, it is a full back piece. It Whoa. is part of his part of his throat. It is wow. both both of his sleeves on his arms 
And the way that they laid it out is basically you can see the back torso. You can see the arms if the arms were completely splayed open. Um, And I mean, you know, this guy had some this guy had some pretty fucking serious like he had some serious work done. You know, like this is I uh, mean, the art joke. The art is cool as fuck. And I but like, look, I think that this is super cool. And if and, you know, I I usually don't. I'm usually not the type of person to knock something if somebody's into it, but like, unless your partner or whoever you're like giving your shit to when you die really loves your tattoos and wants a fucking piece of your skin, your body hanging in their house. Like think about that. Like what if that woman goes on and remarries? Like, is she going to like frame that and put that in the living room for her, her new husband and be like, I love my ex-husband's Let, tattooed okay. body that's hanging Let on the me, wall. Or does she just roll that up and put it in a trunk and fucking well, save it she, for later? She, she does. Uh, Cause Miss Wenzel <laughs> has displayed her. She, she, she goes to tattoo conventions and displays her, the, 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 the preserved tattoos at conventions across Canada. So she's, pre- yeah, she's, cool. she's uh, displayed them in Saskatoon, Vancouver, Newfoundland. Um, so she, that's does, cool you know? because she's the only one, like as soon, if there was like 10,000 people who had that Brian, done, Brian, are, like, you okay? are you okay? Brian? Yeah, Brian's, she's Brian's not gonna, pissed. Like, she's not going to be able, like, she's not really like able to go around to the conventions really anymore aggressive. and be like, look how fucking cool this is. You know like, what, Brian, it's I'm cool gonna because back. it's one person. No, no, I'm going to push back on that. I don't want your tattoos. <laughs> I, I know. I know. Like, I don't want you to have them uh, clearly because you don't fucking you, you won't take care of them. Um, I, I, this is this. You, I think you got to look at it this way, Tay or, or Brian. Like, think about, think about. Um, you know, there there are some tattoos out there that are like really beautiful, right? And and not yeah. not, not not. I'm not talking about like uh, giant massive pieces. I'm talking about like like simple, small, really like really beautiful pieces of artwork that are. That to some people, when they get those, whether it was something they designed themselves or something that they work with the artist, like oftentimes for people, there's a lot of meaning behind tattoos, right? So take, I mean, yes, we'll look at this photo again. This is, this is a extreme example, right? But instead, instead of thinking about this, think about like, for example, Bri, um, your tattoo that you have of Lori Brown's Lori Brown, quote, yeah. Yeah, I was thinking of right? that. That's a very small piece of art, right? If you took that, preserved it, placed placed it in a small frame, dude. I don't think it would be that fucking weird for for take a fucking picture of it. Man, take a picture. But it's way more metal if it's the actual skin. It's so cool. (laughs) Yeah, I just want I want there to be a museum. I want there to be I want there to be a museum where it's just all these dead people's skin. With their tattoos and like the stories, I think that would be really, really cool. Yeah, and, and Listen, here's the thing: that's I, cool. I don't, I don't have, I don't have. There, they, there were other images on the article, uh, so I, I, I suggest you go Google if you want to look at them. But there were other images of these smaller tattoos. It doesn't look like skin in a fucking framed photo. Like it doesn't look like skin once it's preserved. It looks like it's it. it really, it looks like a piece of art that's on, like on, on a on a a sort of like like specialized piece of, of, of paper. Like it's, it really, it really doesn't look like, you know, it doesn't look like fucking Leatherface. You know what I uh, <laughs> ripped, was ripped was up some fucking like? weird art. It, it, it's actually, it's actually very close to what I thought it would look like looking at the photo, 
But you know, when you, um, I, I, because you were leading us into this with the fact that this guy was like covered head to toe yeah, he in was tattoos. Mm-hmm. I was, I was hoping that it would be it more be like his- when you see like this, like a, like when you see somebody who hopefully has a, like a faux bear skin on the ground and it's like the yeah, full, right. Yeah. Yeah. Like out <laughs> yeah. to the side with the arms and the legs out and like the head that's up with the, yeah. Yeah. With the mouth yeah, open. Just, just him. And like it's, his yeah, just he his his skull and his head is actually still involved. But oh it's all God. skin. And then it's just now, his whole tattooed body. See, that would be cool. I'd be cool with up. that. No, see, if that was the case, I, then I'd be with you, Brian. I'd go, this is this is a bit this is a bit extreme. Okay. But uh, yeah, I agree with Lauren much... in the sense you go, Lauren, this is. Oh, time. I was it's just gonna turn. say how how much more fun though would like for people who are Catholic, how much more fun would fucking communion have been if Jesus had tattoos and this was a thing? Am oh, I really yeah, weird? Oh, oh yeah. shut up. I'm sorry. Yeah. No, no, I'm, I hear, I'm you. I hear you. It. I'm all for it. I, I hear you. It. So do you mean um, do you mean but, that but, Catholics but the other thing are is eating the, are eating the um that like the like the, the Eucharist. The, like, here is the yeah. here is the here is the, the body of Christ. Of Christ. That, that like every yeah. every week that you get that you get like a different tattoo on it like there's a different design yeah, yeah exactly like a, they'd like be like little puzzle. acid tabs yeah. they'll be like different designs right. all the time and then in, <laughs> and then instead of and then instead of eating them everybody actually just like put them in their pocket and then afterwards everybody put the puzzle of the body of, of the bread together oh yeah and it was like oh yeah like no you gotta piece, eat them oh but that's a great a idea thousand piece that's jesus cool. puzzle but so but the, uh, the uh, museum thing would be really cool too, in the sense that like like imagine you could go back and see like like I've been to the uh, uh, museum in Cairo, and you can go and you can see like the sarcophaguses with the old mummified um, sarcophagi in sarcophagi the sarcophagi with the mummified uh, people, and like it's really cool if like if there was a museum where there was like a bunch of like. Oh, you can go to like the modern preserved tattoo skin museum where you can just yeah. like go and look at the art. That would be, be cool, cool as fuck. Yeah. But like, you know, in somebody's living room, no, it's just like, I, no, I love it's just it. kind of like fair to, self-masturbatory. I think fair to say that Brian's not giving these people his business and um, yeah. that's okay. <laughs> I, 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 but I really, I really disagree with it being self-masturbatory. It's look, Brian, Bridie and I right now are trying to decide what to do with Bigby's ashes, right? I, I, I mean, I love the idea. I love the idea of like taking some of his ashes and fucking working that into the ink of a future tattoo that I get. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, but it's like, not, it, it's not surprising cool. that Bry feels this way. I mean, he's always kink shaming you, Jer, you know, and that's like, right. Like the broader <laughs> kink community. In general. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Brian yeah I can't like stand it when anybody wants to do anything but have vanilla sex. It's crazy. Right. It blows it's, my mind. If it's not basic. If it's yeah, not basic, it's that. not for Brian. Um, uh, so they they go on to say that. So so basically, how it works is is they they get at the request of the family, the, these guys, the Sherwoods, contact the funeral home. The funeral home has to agree to do it. So it's not them that actually do the 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 stripping process. Um, and uh, it again, it takes about three months. But in this case, um, for for Mister Wenzel. Uh, it was such a large piece that, that Kyle from the company actually flew himself to Saskatoon to oversee the entire procedure. Um, and it was, they said the biggest piece that they've ever done. 
So what was actually preserved, Mrs. Wenzel chose the pieces to be preserved. It was two full sleeve tattoos, including the top of Chris's hands, his throat and his chest piece, his full back piece, two thigh pieces and calf pieces. So we, we didn't see all of it. We just saw like one, one segment of that, but she basically got his entire body done, which is, it would be crazy if wild. they, if they, if it was all one piece, you know, like how satisfying it is when you peel, when you peel yes. a Mandarin in one piece with no, with no yeah. breaks and you're like, fuck yeah, I did it. It would kind of be like that. <laughs> do you yeah. think that, uh, do you, do you guys think at holiday gatherings, they get together and like put his, like drape his skin over them to like feel like they're him for a second? Oh, no, wow. I don't. I don't oh think so. No. Yeah, I don't think so. I don't so. think so. Yeah, no, I don't. But maybe. <laughs> no, but maybe. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> oh, fuck. Hey, yeah. different so, strokes uh, for different folks, you know? Uh, anyway, I, I, I thought that was really, I thought it was a really cool, uh, and, and, you know, I, of course, like I'm now, especially with this podcast and everything that we talk about on a regular basis, I'm always thrilled to see new and uh, unique ways that people handle their death. And this is definitely, this definitely is like up there. This is one of the, one of the more interesting yeah, cool. ones. So, so Basil, thank you for sending that to us. And, uh, and if you ever come across something interesting like that and you want to share it with us, you can always email it to us. Uh, sick boy podcast, uh, 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 letters at sick boy podcast. So there you go. Um, fuck. All right. Well, uh, the video for this is just so fucked, but let's just, I, I want to just chug <laughs> right through, uh, because we have made it this far and the folks at home listening can hear all of it so clearly and so crisply and so perfectly. Uh, but <laughs> I am very excited to talk to you guys today about this week's segment of what the health? <laughs> um, this is. Have you That's guys ever heard of the dance? Segment, the, have, like have you guys ever heard of the dancing plague of fifteen eighteen? <laughs> no. Uh, vaguely, vaguely familiar. It was a July day in fifteen eighteen when Frau mm-hmm. Trophia walked out into the streets of Strasbourg and began to dance. She was dancing to no music. She was dancing to no singing. She was just straight up dancing by herself in the middle of the streets. Okay. Onlookers apparently saw uh, Frau Trophia and they saw her busting a move and thought, oh, that's really sweet. Right. So people are like laughing. They're jovial. They're kind of clapping along. Uh, They thought they were really entertained by this like little jig. Uh, but it soon became clear that this was not a simple case of high spirits for Frau Trophia. Uh, she continued to dance and she continued to dance and she danced and she danced without rest for six straight days. <laughs> now, this is fucking weird, right? Someone just like going out on the streets and dancing for six days straight, nonstop, like manically. Molly. Okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. She was the first ever person to drop some. E. She she isolated um, the MDMA, MDMA molecule. Yeah. Uh, but this gets way weirder. Okay. So the dancing started to spread, not unlike COVID. So within oh. a week, within a week in Strasbourg, thirty-four people had joined her in the manic musicless dancing. At the Whoa. end of the month, there were 400 <laughs> people manically dancing nonstop. Well, wait, Whoa. wait, like because they, because 
they were compelled to by something in their brain or something happening in their body or like or like they were like oh this woman's dancing i'm going to go over and dance too it 100% <laughs> not that um demons uh, were and, pretty common yeah yeah at that time I, as well i will say this i will say that the answer the the answer that you're going to get from why they were doing this is not very um satisfying um however let me continue here. Uh, again, these people, they weren't dancing for the joy of it, right? Um, they were sick with dancing. And at the height of the dancing mania, this is fucking wild. At the height of the mania, 15 residents were dying each day from strokes, heart attacks, and sheer exhaustion. 15 Whoa. people a day dying from fucking dancing in the streets. What's Tristan wrong with them? Strasburg. Why couldn't they stay the blazes home? Oh, fuck. I, I know which one would you. <laughs> That's outrageous. Yeah. Um, uh, so, so of course, you know, like, like Ian Rankin, uh, trying to, you know, they're trying to figure out what to fucking say to us and do to, to, to make sure we stay home and that we don't spread this, this disease. Uh, the town officials there in Strasbourg were obviously freaking the fuck out. So the whole town is losing their minds in some sort of like waking nightmare and in a desperate attempt to fight fire with fire, the town officials tried to cure the outburst by building a fucking massive stage in the town center and hiring musicians <laughs> to play along to the dancing in hopes that it would speed up the mania and somehow burn them all out. No. Here, wow. Now, no. Guys, we, were, we, were so, we were so dumb. We were so <laughs> dumb. What do you think happened? What do you think happened when they did that, though? <laughs> more it people just worse. came and man, danced. Um, I don't know, man. It reminds me of like something that would happen in 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 like Majora in like Zelda Majora's Mask, and like you know you yeah. get some type Definitely, of prize yeah. at the end of it. Yeah. Well, um, I think you're gonna like this. Uh, in 1999, a small township in New York called Bethel staged a reaction uh, recreation of what happened in Strasbourg, and here is that re- recreation right no. here. That was Woodstock 1999, Limp Biscuit. Thank you. Uh, no, that that, that uh, there, there was no there was no uh, there was no stage recreation. What happened I when they that song as a 12 year old? I'm just gonna say, Fuck. okay. Uh, what happened when they hired the bands and and set up the massive stage uh, is yeah, it went exactly as you think. Uh, it caused more dancing, more mania, and more people to die. So this went on for just over a full month of nonstop dancing, people dropping like flies. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, for no fucking reason, it just stopped. No. Guys, that you know you know what the best part about that entire story is? Is that you know that with a number of like four hundred people taking part in the dancing, you know <laughs> that it, don't laugh just just keep going with it the video is okay just just ignore it um the funniest part is that is that you know that somebody went over and took part in the dancing not knowing that these people were actually having a manic episode and we're like yeah this is totally sweet hell yeah dude yeah more and they had um, no idea they were taking part in a manic episode of a so, shared. They, you guys, I guess that kind of was the shared reality for those people, wasn't it? For yeah, for the for a lot of those people, it was. I mean, do, do you guys have any? Do you guys 
uh, you know, pure speculation, but like, do you, do you want to toss out there like a, uh, a, just a guess of what you think could have potentially caused this? I'm going to say, epilepsy. uh, <laughs> like a, some type of like, some type of like shared psychosis phenomena. Lauren, uh, that was a very good guess. Epilepsy is one really? of the theories. Yeah. So, um, according to Wikipedia, um, numerous, they hypotheses. weren't dancing. They were shaking. <laughs> Also, also, hey, I, I had say, an epileptic dog, so I know everything yeah, about epilepsy. Yeah, yeah, that boy loved dancing in the streets. Uh, um, <laughs> the, this isn't this isn't the only time that that uh, dancing mania has become a thing. Uh, it's happened several times over history, um, and numerous hypotheses have proposed for the causes of dancing mania. And it remains unclear whether it was a real illness or a social phenomenon, which is fucking super trippy. But one of the most prominent theories is that victims suffered from ergot poisoning which is also known as saint anthony's fire it's, in the middle uh, ages ergot it's lsd right yeah ergot is oh, der- oh. is what lsd is derived from um so during floods and damp periods ergots were able to grow and affect rye and other crops ergotism mm-hmm. can cause hallucinations and convulsions but it cannot account for the other strange behavior most commonly identified with dancing mania so that's one theory is they're thinking maybe they're all just hopped up on fucking like LSD from the earth. Um, but other theories suggest that the symptoms were similar to encephalitis, epilepsy, and typhus. But as with ergotism, those conditions cannot account for all of the symptoms. But good fucking guess load hmm. on, on that theory. Uh, numerous, dis- numerous sources discuss how dancing mania and tarantism, I don't know what that means, uh, may have simply been the result of stress and tension caused by natural disasters around the time, such as plagues and floods. I thought this was really interesting. So um, a couple of these historians historians describe dancing mania as a result of, quote, shared stress. Uh, People may have danced to relieve themselves of the stress and poverty of the the day, and in doing so, attempted to become ecstatic and see visions. Can you imagine? Can you imagine if if that happened right now? Now, I know, right? Yeah, if we all just started fucking dancing. People were passing around COVID because they were dancing together. That would be, that's a, a recipe for a nightmare. A recipe for a disaster. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, I, up, I, yeah, go, go. Oh, sorry. I was know. just going to say, I looked up tarantism. Um, and it is a psychological illness characterized by an extreme impulse to dance, prevalent in southern Italy from the 15th to 17th century and widely believed at the time to have been caused by the bite of a tarantula, hence the name. Hmm, Mamma Mia. Huh. Very interesting. <laughs> uh, yeah. Pa- uh, lasagna. Uh, yeah. So that, that, uh, that concludes this week's, uh, what the hell, but fuck, I, you know, it's, it's again, one of those things where it just, can you imagine just like, if I, if I had a time machine and could go back in time, this would be one of the things, this would be one of the things where I go, let's go back. Let's go back to that time when that shit happened. I just want to watch that for a month. Like I want to see that play out, you know? Uh, this is, I just find that super fascinating. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. It'd be horrifying and super traumatic, but this is, this is the life that I choose to live. If I have a time machine, Mm. I want to try. It's really crazy because if you imagine the people, like when I was thinking it, when you were telling the story, I was imagining everybody like jovially dancing and jiving together. 
but it would actually be like more like a I, horror movie where they're just dancing in the street and they're like, no, I can't, I can't stop. No, no, no. <laughs> I'm imagining, um, I'm imagining the, uh, I'm imagining the, the, the like Russian, the Russian guy that's always, that they always use on drunk people doing things where like the guy that's like super high on Molly and he's, and he's, he, he's like, his, his face is like, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, just slam, slam dancing. Yeah, and he's yeah, and he's like, and he's just he's he's so he's sweating profusely, like he's just hip thrusting. Sweat. Yeah, that's and why I threw that clip on. in there of Woodstock '99. Dude, did you see that crowd? It was just that, yeah. just smelly, <laughs> dirty slam yeah, dancing. Just, just smells. <laughs> so many smells. So many smells. Um. All right. Well, this is fun, regardless of the the shit video quality. Um. This has been really fun, and I'm glad we get to do this every week, even though we're in a goddamn lockdown and the planet has grinded to a halt and everything is on fire, but everything is fine. We're fine. Everything we'll fix is okay. fine. Stuff soon. We're fine. We'll fix it in post. Um, uh, and fix folks, the listen, world in post. I, uh, I love all of you for tuning in every week. We really appreciate you. We really do. We really appreciate you. Whether you're uh, a casual listener, whether you're an OG listener, whether you're uh, a patron or whether you just you just stumbled across the podcast for the first time, we really appreciate all of you, and we love that you have trusted your time with us. Um, and uh, we are bringing you these types of uh, uh, gatherings every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. A little bit of a different spice each day of the the week there. And uh, and if you like what you listen to please hit the follow button or subscribe button or leave a rating or review if you can. Or if you're watching this on YouTube, let us know in the comments what you thought and uh, hit mm-hmm. the bell icon and subscribe and all that shit. And if you have ever been listening to sick boy and, uh, and, and like Brian just demonstrated, you threw a spontaneous dab or if you've been listening to the podcast and it has caused you to inexplicably start howling with laughter and dancing mm. in a sort of manic state, causing everybody around you to doubt your sanity. Um, if that's ever happened to you specifically for this podcast, let us know. You can go to uh, send us a, a, a message about it and tell us all about that experience at letters at sickboypodcast.com. And um, we would definitely read that shit on the show. So um, whether that's happened or you're just a really good fiction writer, let us know. Uh, letters at sickboypodcast.com. And if you want to be a guest, you can go to sickboypodcast.com slash guest slash contact. I just totally had a brain fart. Try any contact. of those. Sick, see what happens. Sickboypodcast.com slash contact. And yeah. uh, fill out the guest Pornhub.com slash piss play. And uh, yeah. that's where you can find <laughs> all, of the, sick, all of the stuff you need to get boy. on the show. And that's uh that's Thanks. our that's our that's our that's our four way that's our four person yeah. channel. We have a four person yeah, piss play yeah. channel there on Pornhub. And uh yeah, so do that. <laughs> and uh yeah, do all yeah, do the Pornhub one. Speaking yeah. of uh of letting us know uh how it makes you feel, Lo, I think there's a pretty relevant uh, letter this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, We got a really great letter from Miranda who wrote, Hey guys, I am new to your podcast and usually listen while I'm at work. I just got to the Famosis episode and had to turn it off. I was trying so hard not to bust a gut while working. It was hilarious. Thank you so much for making my day a little less boring, Miranda. Thank you for the kind words, Miranda, and for listening. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Miranda. No problem. 
while while we're giving out thanks, why not give thanks to the lovely people who make this show happen? Uh, thanks, Lauren. Thanks, Taylor. Thanks, Jeremy. Thanks, uh, me. Thanks, Jeff Lonis, uh, for being such an amazing manager. Thank you to Donovan, the Meerkat Morgan, for the amazing sound design. Thanks to the uh, technical gods that made this um, audio such high quality and this video so delayed for me. And <laughs> thanks so much to uh, Jer for the editing, Take Part for the sound and music, Rich O'Coin for the music. You guys are all beautiful, beautiful human beings. We are going to play this week's episode out with uh, Rich McNeil's uh, What's Wrong With You? Uh, and uh, thank you, Rich, for sending that our way. Uh, we always appreciate getting music from uh, folks we know, so that really does mean a lot. And uh, folks, that is it for this week. I'm Brian. I'm Taylor. I'm, I'm Lauren, and there's no oh, lag at all. Oh god. oh, god. I'm Jeremy, and this is Sick Boy. <laughs> oh, fuck. Over the weekend, there were 37 fines issued in the Halifax area. That's outrageous. I want to thank everyone for following protocols, but there are still groups of people who aren't. I have a serious question. What is wrong with you? That's outrageous. What is wrong with you? We need to stay in the blazes long as long as long as long What, what, what is wrong with you? That's outrageous. What, 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 what is wrong with you? What, what, what is wrong with you? That's outrageous. What, what, what stay in the blazes home? What, what, what is wrong with you? That's outrageous. What, 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 what is wrong with you? What, what, what is wrong with you? The only answer that I can come up with is that you don't care. For more CBC Podcasts, go to cbc.ca slash podcasts.